The Cross-Agency National Initiative on Cybersecurity Education, commonly referred to as NICE, is circulating a draft document entitled the NICE Cybersecurity Workforce Framework. The framework consists of seven high-level categories that describe tasks, skills, and job titles of IT security occupations. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be speaking with the head of NICE, Ernest McDuffie. Thanks, Ernest, for taking time to talk. Good thing, Eric. First off, please take a few moments to tell us a bit about NICE. The previous administration started a thing called CNCI, Comprehensive National Cybersecurity Initiative. That was a federally focused, uh, mostly classified, internally looking activity that was looking at all things cyber across the federal uh, government. When the new administration came on board, it looked at that program and liked what it saw and said uh, it liked it so much, in fact, that it felt it needed to be expanded, turned into a national initiative instead of an uh, internal, federally focused one. So certainly all the things that we were doing internally continue. Uh, we just broadened them now to take in uh, the rest of the country as well. There were 12 initiatives under CNCI. Initiative 8 was the education initiative. Uh, NICE has uh, inherited all things that were under CNCI 8. And the, as the name reflects, has turned it into a national initiative now for cybersecurity education. And you want to take the word education very broadly because, in fact, we're interested in more than just uh, formal education. We're also interested in cybersecurity awareness, the workforce structure, and uh, training and the professionalization of the workforce as well. I looked over the framework, and it's quite impressive. I haven't seen such a detailed description of IT security job skills and responsibilities almost anywhere. What is the objective of the document, the draft document, and what should it lead to? There were a couple of objectives. Those uh, of the listeners who are familiar with what's been happening inside federal government for the past few years, at least, have been aware that there have been a number of surveys, workshops, study groups that have focused on the workforce, trying to define what the workforce is for specific agents. So there have been uh, efforts headed up by the Office of Personnel Management, the Federal CIO Council, uh, the Department of Defense, just to name a few. Those were those three groups were probably the major efforts that have gone on over the last couple of years. So what we discovered when we uh, stood up nice and started looking at all these different activities, that there was a certain amount of confusion out among the uh, federal workforce as to just how all these different studies would play off each other and, and work together. So fortunately for us, because of our broad mandate, you know, we thought it was appropriate for us to take a look at all the relevant studies and try to bring them together under one rubric, if you will, to capture the essence of what was happening in all those uh, different works. Fortunately, also, our, the leadership team underneath me that worked on the different component areas actually represented individuals that were part of each of those different studies that had hands-on experience with what actually went on. So it was very easy for us to contact the relevant groups and agencies and tell them what we were about, what we were trying to do, and have their buy-in on us uh, bringing all those documents uh, and uh, information together under one, one rubric, if you will. And this is the result of that. In a sense, every study that you've seen before, every uh, survey that a federal uh, employee has taken before, your responses and the work that went on is reflected within this document. 
Now, the purpose moving forward, then, its intent is to be a living document that not only captures the Department of Defense flavor or the intelligence community flavor or the federal government flavor in general, but is also responsive to outside of federal government uh, workforce issues. Everybody knows the private sector represents 85% of the critical infrastructure in this country, and they certainly have a key role to play in terms of cybersecurity. So we want to make sure that anybody looking at this framework can see themselves or uh, people that work for them and their organization reflected in the work here. And that's why uh, we've got the document up for public review right now and encouraging uh, feedback from the public. There is a link on our site that will provide a link to your site where they can put their comments in. And I believe the deadline is uh, December 16th, 2011. Very good. Very good. Yes, excellent. You look at the document, and one of the things that it suggests is that IT security tasks and responsibilities exist among many jobs, many you would not normally think of as IT security. Is the way we think about IT security staffing changing? Yeah, I think so. I I think there had been uh, for a long time, uh, people uh, would equate the term information assurance. That's probably the uh, more uh, generic term that's been used for a longer period of time. And cybersecurity, that's pretty much the same thing. In reality, uh, this new use of the term cybersecurity, particularly the way we're using it in the NICE initiative, is meant to be much broader than just the normal types of activities that you see in an information operation. Certainly, we include all those things, uh, but we go beyond that. If you look at uh, just the uh, seven categories that break down the uh, workforce in our document, we talk about, uh, in addition to protect and defend, we talk about investigations, we talk about early provision, analyzing, operate, collect, and support. All of these things go uh, beyond, in some respect, general information assurance category. Is the intent of this publication, once it's approved, to be used to sort of formally identifying IT security jobs and responsibilities? Yeah, that, that, that is true. In fact, already uh, the Department of Homeland Security has agreed to uh, adopt this uh, framework. And what, what that means by adopt is, is not that you would agree that every one of the 31 different uh, competency areas has to be referred to the organization exactly the way it's laid out in this document. To the contrary, the document's intended to be a drop-down menu, if you will, uh, so that individuals, regardless of size of your organization or how uh, focused you are in the cybersecurity area, you should be able to pick and choose specific competencies that are relevant to your enterprise and use those accordingly. The goal here is that this be a living document and that agencies are able to voluntarily agree to uh, map their workforce to them. And we would hope that that energy uh, would end up uh, causing a streamlined effect across federal government and uh, federal contractors. And uh, we believe that it would help the entire uh, uh, field as a whole to have these uh, well-defined kind of competencies laid out and to have as many people as possible mapped to them in terms of uh, training and um, curriculum development in academia, certifications from the certification world, and, you know, HR functions within specific organizations as well. And why is it important to have such specific definitions for jobs and skills? I don't know if the specificity is the uh, key thing, 
The key is just to have something, a guideline, if you will. How do you measure the amount of money and funds that are being spent on this kind of nebulous enterprise of uh, securing cyberspace? You know, what all goes into that? And how do you uh, make some kind of return on investment calculation that if I spend X amount of dollars, it's going to give me a Y amount of return in terms of a better security posture? Certainly, all that calculation has to start with some kind of baseline of, you know, what are the competencies that we're looking at and what should be the right mix that we would have at a specific agency. It lays out a guideline, if you will, to start that process. Can this framework be used by individuals to help map out their careers? And if so, how? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if it lends itself directly to individual career planning. But there, there are efforts I know underway by uh, other uh, types of agencies that are interested in the career planning uh, piece of this to make sure that they're mapping to what we have there. For example, in the uh, certification space, there's an effort going on by a number of the major certifiers, ISC Squared, CompTIA, uh, San Day Sands, a number of others have formed a, a coalition, which they're calling a C3. I forget what the acronym stands for, but it's like the Certifying Company Consortium. And their goal is is to kind of map their certification to these various competencies. Uh, There are already federal agencies that mandate if you're going to have a a specific uh, job title that you need this specific certification to go with that. So it helps with that process. It also helps the academic sense if you're uh, deciding to pursue a particular degree in one area or another, so then what types of jobs would that degree and certification lend itself to you? It, it would be uh, helpful to the student to understand what jobs that he's uh, training or being educated to fulfill. And then if he wants to do progression planning, okay, I got a bachelor's now, I'm looking at maybe a master's or a PhD later, how is that going to open up the different job categories for me? I think this would be one tool that would fit in that process. So once you get these recommendations or suggestions in from the public, what happens next and when will a final report be out? And, and who's, who actually approves this final report? That's interesting. So what, what we typically do, uh, uh, first we, we consider it a living document. So there'll be a uh, final version of this iteration, but it, you should never think of it as really being final, particularly deal like cybersecurity where things are changing so rapidly. This document will be continuously under review and updated at a periodic basis. But for this immediate iteration, after uh, the public uh, comment period closes, we take uh, a committee, a group of people who are responsible for putting the document together to start with. We'll look at all the comments uh, that come in and go through an adjudication process where they decide, you know, how we're going to respond to each individual comment. Once all that's done and reflected in a new draft, all the uh, stakeholders, all the different organizations that had input through the draft will sign off on it saying that, you know, yeah, this, this meets our needs, our approval, we're okay with it. And then final approval will probably uh, uh, come from the White House, uh, Howard Smith's office as the a coordinator for cybersecurity uh, would be the uh, the one that would pass a final muster on anything that comes out of the nice initiative. Is there a standing committee or some kind of organization that, that is consistently looking at it since you said this is just the iteration of a living document? 
Well, Nice itself has a, a structure to it that encompasses all four different component areas uh, with standing members from a, a number of different agencies, uh, DHS, NSA, uh, Department of Defense, Office of Personnel Management, Office of Director of National Intelligence, National Science Foundation, Department of Education. All those agencies have actual leadership roles uh, within the NICE structure, and then there are other agencies that play supporting roles as well. And we, we welcome the collaboration and input from any federal agency in reality. But those key stakeholder uh, agencies that have uh, leadership roles within NICE represent what I call my uh, component lead. And we meet regularly on a biweekly basis on a, a number of uh, ongoing topics within the initiative. And certainly uh, this framework is uh, one that's at a very high level right now because it's, it's out in the public. And it will remain on our agenda, I believe, for the life of the document. So I think the NICE initiative itself will have the responsibility of looking at updates and keeping this document current. Well, I would recommend people to take a look at the draft, uh, even if you're not in government. I think there's a lot of information there about IT security careers and responsibilities that would be very useful for all types of organizations. Absolutely. In fact, I encourage uh, non-governmental people uh, to give us our feedback, because certainly that's where... Uh, we're looking for the, the you know the different voice, uh, the different lens to look at it. So please, all non-government people should take a look. Thanks, Ernest. Very good. Thank you. I've been speaking with Ernest McDuffie, lead of NICE, the National Initiative for Cybersecurity Education for Information Security Media Group. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.